News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to the Luke Messias Show. Dan Patrick is concerned about the pace of the Texas House of Representatives. They're moving too slowly. We've literally been talking to you about this since January. We're gonna remind our audience about what happened in May of 2021. This same issue came up. We're gonna remind you what happened then, and we're gonna talk about what is set up to happen over the next 40 days. Let's get to the show. Late last week, Dan Patrick took to Twitter and basically announced that he's concerned about just how slow the Texas House of Representatives is operating this session. Now, this isn't something new. We've literally been talking about this in January, in February, in March. We've told you that there were a bunch of members that started voting against adjourning. They literally just started saying, hey, we'd like to vote against going home because leadership kept saying five-day weekends, five-day weekends, four-day weekends. Now we've stopped that, but ultimately, most serious Republican policy has not been debated on the floor of the Texas House of Representatives. Let me read for you what Dan Patrick said. Bonnie got my attention. Now, Bonnie Bruce is a lobbyist who actually is in Austin. She's kind of an insider. If you're somebody on Twitter, you should follow her. She actually reveals a lot of helpful information about what's going on. Bonnie got my attention. She's close. The House has passed 85 bills and the Senate has passed 316 through yesterday. I'm concerned many Republican priorities will not pass the House at this rate. Proud the Senate has passed 26 of our top 30 priorities already and will finish next week. He continues, I want to help House members pass their good bills, but they can't wait much longer. Last session, they sent nearly 700 bills to us in the last 10 days or so. Sending that many bills that late means most will die due to the clock. Not our fault. Help us help you. Really well said. This happened last session, and before we go back, we're going to talk about what the work of the Senate has accomplished so far. You have to understand that gender modification has already been banned in the Texas Senate. Drag shows have already been banned. The library issue, the library book issue has come up and been passed. It's not simply those, those issues, but it's a constant slew. If you go to SB 1 through 30, you'll see that many of them overlap with Republican priorities that are passing. School choice is already banned. Uh, school choice is already passed. A critical race theory ban of higher education passed last week. This week, there's likely to be a debate on the DEI ban, S Senate Bill 17. That is actually one of the bills that I'm most excited about this session. If you followed the House budget debate, you will know that there was a DEI rider put in. Now, what is a rider? A rider is something that, well, in this instance, restricted funds from being used for certain purposes. And so they actually put a DEI rider in the House and the Senate budget, which said no money from this budget that's going to these colleges may be used for all of these diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, full-time employees, officers, so on and so forth. Now, I actually was talking to a couple people in the Capitol and several of them said, well, we don't need Senate Bill 17 because we passed the DEI rider. This is just a misunderstanding of how policy works. So all the DEI rider says is that the money from the budget that's going to these colleges cannot be used for these purposes. It doesn't say the colleges can't do it. And the truth is, 
that we are giving colleges a smaller percentage year over year of their total budget. They have their tuition that they get paid. They have federal money that comes in. They raise a ton of money from their alumni. All of that money can get used to expand Marxism as much as they want. We're just saying the money that we're giving you specifically cannot be used for that purpose. And guess what? UT, Texas A&M, all these universities that have hundreds of DEI programs and officers don't need that money to have these Marxist programs. So is it a good thing that the writer passed? Yes. Does the writer prevent any of this from happening? No. Senate Bill 17 does. And the Senate will likely pass that this week. So what does that mean? What it means is that the Texas Senate has moved pretty rapidly on a myriad of different issues that are all pretty important to the Republican Party, to conservative activists, and to people who are concerned about the general leftward tilt of our state. And the Texas House is still sitting there. Did you know you can watch the Texas Legislature live? If you have a Roku or Apple TV device, download the free Texas Scorecard app. There, you can find gavel-to-gavel -gavel coverage of the legislature, as well as all the great Texas Scorecard video content, like the Headline, Heads Up, and Scorecard documentaries. Download the Texas Scorecard app for free on Roku or Apple TV. Tomorrow, I'm recording this on Monday. Tomorrow, they're going to start debating the statewide preemption bill, which is a good thing. It is good that we're actually debating the statewide preemption bill that is going to restrict some of the larger cities. That bill has gotten weaker and weaker as it's gone through the process. It started as this awesome statewide bill that basically said every single city has to stay in its lane. If you're a city, fill the potholes, pay your police officers, make sure there are firefighters, do the very basic city services. If you got trash, if you have to make sure the sewer's working, that's your job as a city. Anything else you want to do, stay out of it. Well, now it's turned into a bill that's like, well, stay out of it except for, and then it has the Christmas tree. It has all these different exceptions. Well, I guess you can regulate whether pets that are shipped into a pet store can be purchased in your city limits. Or I guess you can limit whether certain economic activity happens within certain parameters. It's all of the lobby working to pull their little bits and pieces out because some of these people still have cities that have enacted their liberal policies and they just want their little carve out. So there's a little bit of that, but then I think the most concerning thing is that they've now turned it into a bracketed bill, right? Just the large liberal cities. It's just the Dallases and the Austins and the Houstons. And I don't know the exact bracket. I just know that most of your small cities and the medium cities are starting to get carved out of the bill. Now, the problem with this is that small cities even though, yeah, they're way less woke than a large city, okay? I mean, this is just the truth. If you go to a small town in Texas, those people are not trying to pass all the liberal stuff that the city of Dallas or Austin are passing at all. But there are still bad policies that they support. They still, for the most part, support taxpayer-funded lobbying. They still, for the most part, oppose property tax relief, property tax reform efforts that we've pushed. There's a whole lot of problems that we still see at the local city level, even in the small towns. And so a bill that would restrict all of them to stay in their lane would be very, very, very helpful. But I will tell you this, ultimately that bill is still a good bill. So that will come up tomorrow. And then you have the library ban that is likely to be considered in the House very soon. So all of these bills are starting to move forward, but we are running out of time. And we've said this since February, the clock is the enemy of a Republican agenda. Now, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be the enemy of a Republican agenda in a Republican-controlled legislature. And that's kind of what Dan Patrick has proven. 
He has proven that if you have a Republican majority that is hell bent on actually enacting Republican policy, the clock is not your enemy. You have plenty of time to do everything you need to do. He's now coming out and starting to call out the House because I will tell you, you already are hearing the little murmurs and complaining in the Texas House. Well, you know the Senate's not going to do this. Oh, you know the Senate hasn't referred these bills. Oh, well, all of the complaining. And what they do in the Texas House is they really try to convince all of each other that the Senate is the reason we're not getting good stuff. And you'll start to hear them complain. This happened late in May, last session. Jeff Leach got up and Joe Moody and made a motion. Now they made a motion at a time when we were very late in the session and one of the policies that the Texas House of Representatives was killing was a ban on gender modification. They had killed a Senate bill, they had already looked like they killed the House bill, and so the Senate had passed a second ban over to them, actually Bob Hall's bill, Senate Bill 1311, in an effort to try to give the Texas House one more try. They struck out the first time with a Senate bill that called it child abuse, they struck out the second time with a House bill that basically restricted what insurance could cover, And so the Senate said, we're going to give you a third try. And they sent this bill. And the bill was sitting on the desk of the Speaker of the Texas House, and he didn't refer it right away. And he needed to refer it right away. And there was the last day he could have referred it so that it still passed. And Jeff Leach and Joe Moody got up and made this speech about how the Senate is not respecting the Texas House of Representatives, and they're sitting on all these bills. Right after Jeff Leach uh, made this motion, he took to Twitter. And here is what he said. There are either two chambers or there are no chambers. If the Texas Senate wants to kill or sit on important bills sent over by the House, they can expect the same in return. Starting today, as a wise House colleague once said, the Senate can respect us or expect us. This is at 7.27 a.m. on May 20th of 2021. He was quoting Sinfronia Thompson, a liberal uh, Democrat lawmaker who has used this quote and many others to kill a lot of conservative bills in the past. And so Jeff Leach gets up and says, we're adjourning. We're going home. We're not even showing up to work because the Senate won't pass our House bills. Now, the problem is that the Senate is the one who had passed a lot more conservative legislation than the House at the time. So remember, half of the time the Senate is sitting on a bill, you as a conservative should rejoice, right? There are a lot of bills, and we'll break some bills down for you later in the session, or maybe in June, about all the bills that passed the Texas House that we are grateful for the Texas Senate to kill. I have had conversations with people on that side of the chamber who literally will say, oh my gosh, did you see that bill that passed the Texas House of Representatives? Yeah, good thing that's not going anywhere. So Jeff Leach makes this post. Now, in his motion to adjourn, he killed, he's basically the last strike of the three strikes of gender mod last session. By the way, we are set up to pass gender mod this session, and it will be an even stronger bill than the ban last session, so that is a great thing, and we'll talk about that in just the next week or so, maybe even later this week. But he kills it last session. They leave, and so the speaker can't refer it. Now, here's the funny thing. When he does that, all the Republican activists are saying, oh my gosh, Jeff Leach just killed the last chance we had at gender mod. Remember, the Texas House had already killed it twice. They killed it by never hearing 
the bill that called it child abuse. They killed it by passing out the House bill late. They killed it by putting that on the very end of the calendar. So they had already killed gender mod like several times, but this was like the last nail in the coffin to kill this bill. So later that afternoon, Leach took to Twitter again. And here's what he said. We'll be angered and saddened if SB 802 and SB 1311 are not calendared and reached by the deadline. These bills are common sense solutions to protect moms, children, and families. They should get debate and a vote. We cannot fail this moment or fail to deliver on these vital issues. Tony McDonald, a lawyer who is very, you know, around all of our circles says, uh, y'all left town before SB 1311 was even referred to committee, thus killing it. And then I added, Tony, you just don't know how things really work because that is what conservatives are told all the time. We don't know how things really work here. See, we didn't know that a member could actually send the entire legislature home, say the Senate's not doing its job, kill this Senate bill, and then come out and say, I want this Senate bill to pass that I just made the motion to kill. Now, this type of behavior by the Texas House of Representatives, I'm only highlighting from 21 so that you're ready for it in 23. There's no point in talking about the past as merely like an exercise of historical observations. We are in the middle of a legislative session. Dan Patrick is literally talking again about the fact that the Senate has passed 380 bills and the House has not passed a lot, and that a lot of Republican priorities are going to die. And that's the other important thing to remember. We wouldn't be upset if the Texas House of Representatives had only passed 100 bills, but 80 of them were great conservative Republican priorities. That's not happening right now. See, they wait as long as possible to get to the actual Republican policy. We are going to pass some good conservative policy this session. It happens every single session. The question is how much? And who will be to blame for those things left undone? And more often than not, it's the Texas House of Representatives. Dan Patrick is right to be concerned. I would be concerned if I was Dan Patrick. I'm concerned and I'm Luke Macias. You should be concerned and you are just sitting at home trying and hoping and praying that the that the legislature actually does its job this session. The Texas House of Representatives has done things in the last week. They significantly tried to weaken the death penalty and say that people with schizophrenia who commit mass murders are not responsible for those murders. They cannot be held accountable by judges and juries. They've been celebrating multiple Muslim holidays. They've been passing LGBT resolutions to commemorate LGBT activist groups. They have been at work. But they have five more weeks to get something good done. And every single day that goes by that one is not accomplished is a lost opportunity. As Dan Patrick said, by the end of this week, they will have passed their 30 priorities and there are a lot of other good Republican policies that are not in the top 30 that are set to pass in the next couple weeks. And we'll keep you apprised of those as well. At the end of this week, we are gonna be in a situation where even more Republican policy is over in the House of Representatives, has been accomplished and passed the Texas Senate, been debated. They have done everything they can do to make this law become law. All the Senate can do is have a hearing, vote a bill out, bring it up on their calendar, debate it, add any amendments to it, and pass it to the House. That's literally how the process works. They can't do anything else. 
The Texas House has to do the same for the same policy. They have to do it for the Senate bills, not the House bills now, because the Senate has accomplished so much. So more often than not, they're having to pass Senate bills because they are working so slowly. Or what happens sometimes is out of spite, because it's not about policy, it's about personality in the House often, they'll pass House bills and make the Senate double up on their work again just to spite them, to punish them for working too fast. And all this does is jeopardize policy that could get right to the governor's desk, get signed into law, and protect the rights and values of Texans. That's where we're at this week. I'm grateful that Dan Patrick is actually speaking out and calling it out, because now the Texas House continues to have their excuses removed. There's no excuse. Get to work. Make it happen. Texas needs it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you have continued to share our show. I will tell you that our show continues to grow on a regular basis. And it's very encouraging to get that feedback, to get the comments, to get the email replies, to get people telling us what they're concerned about across the state, run into people as I'm going around the state talking to various different groups and stuff that say, hey, thank you for sharing this information. I've shared it with these people. Or uh, I actually, one of my family members was at church and had somebody mention me, hey, are you related to this guy? And it was like one of those rare moments where somebody in my family realized there's other people that know me, which is kind of cool. Um, but guys, it has been a very encouraging season to be engaged and giving you information. The next five weeks are very crucial. And we are going to try to bring to you as much information as possible about where these policies actually stand. Because a week or two from now, I'm just going to be honest, we're going to start to look at policy and go, this policy, if it doesn't move this week, is dead. And that's the most important window of opportunity. So stay tuned, stay informed, stay engaged, and do something with the information we're giving you. We don't want you to take this information and just live in it, okay? That is what far too many people on the right do. They get information and then they just kind of sit there. And our goal is to constantly give you more and more things you can do with it. So reach out to me, reach out to other people you know, say, hey, how do I engage further in the process? May God bless you. And may God bless the great state of Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Macias Show. To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.